Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowroom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Monkey Dude. Hey, everybody, Monkey down here in the Southeast U.S., enjoying this lovely day today. I hope everyone has something nice nice to smoke on and is ready to have a little bit of fun. Yes. We also have Marge. That's right. I'm coming at you from Central Canada. It is an absolutely gorgeous fall day here today. And I'm also the host of Bite Me, the show about edibles. So I hope you're also enjoying some really great edibles today. Indeed. What is that show about, Marge? What's that? What yeah, is that show is about, a, Marge? Is this a new show you have? I haven't heard of it. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's not new. It's not what? new. By surprise, it's about really? edibles. Cool. You've kept that <laughs> quiet, Marge. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to try and make something else up, but at the last second, I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I saw your Instagram post on that blueberry cake. I kind of almost wanted to fly to Canada for that. Oh, I love blueberry. I, I've eaten a lot of cake recently. Oh, that's a good looking cake, though. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. So here we are. Uh, what we're going to be doing this week, we're going to be doing the cannabis news and events as we do every week. And for the grow guides, we're uh, we're going to be talking about foliar feeding cannabis plants and obviously answering some listener mail questions as well. So stay tuned for those. So what is going on this week? What are we smoking on this week? What have you got, Marge? Are you smoking? Are you just consuming some edibles? What's the score today? I do. I do have some dirty hairy here, but my, I'm charging my vape right now. And I have some edibles that I'm trying to get into, but uh, they're from a dispensary and the childproof packaging is such I haven't gotten into them yet. I hate that stuff, man. I know. I got to find scissors probably. It's so dumb. Uh, no, you got to go find a kid and they'll get in it in five seconds. Don't worry. Right. About it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, kid, can you open this for me? Shit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what you got, Monkey? You got something nice? I got some Amy Aces. Uh, this beans were given to me by the American one. This is the first sample after it's been cured now for a few weeks. So I'll let you know by the end of the show. Right now, it feels pretty strong. Nice. Damn, so you're all going to be so fucked up. I, mean, I was, I was going to consider smoking, but we had the Patreon meeting on Friday and I rolled myself a fat joint you know, uh, with, with some nice pinene weed in it. And I got some homemade hash and I rolled out a nice little piece of it that's still reasonably fresh. So I rolled it like a, a worm-sized fucking roller of hash as well. And I put that in the joints with the fucking greenery in there and mashed me up. I took about three drags and I was fucked. <laughs> you don't remember any of the meeting now well and then i smoked it like uh, a little bit after that the missus was laughing at me like is that all you smoked of that is it? <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> you know so i just smoked a little bit more on the saturday and i was fucked and then i smoked a little bit more of it earlier on today and i've been so drowsy ever since man it knocked me on my ass so this spliff lasted <laughs> me like three fucking days and there's still half of it left such a lightweight, man. Such a lightweight. But just goes far, way farther. Yes, indeed. That's what I think. Yeah, it's like I've got an ounce jar, a jar that fits an ounce in it, a Halloween jar. It's got witch's hat and stuff. Very cool. I like it. But, uh, you know, that ounce is going to last me like a year at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> the missus will smoke through that in a few days. Damn. Right. Damn. But anything else to add here? I mean, uh, we've got some good news articles to be covering this week. Five news articles this week we'll be covering. So stay tuned for those. And some forum news. Obviously, got a nice list of uh, interviews 
that are coming up over the next couple of weeks as well, which we'll let you know those towards the end of the news section too. Uh, but I think that's everything, isn't it? I think that's the intros done, the what we're smoking are done. Everybody got shout out there. And I think we're ready to move on to news already. It don't seem right. What? So efficient today. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's, we're going to talk about some shit for five minutes. Surely. <laughs> well, it's pretty easy to do. That's, I mean, we can usually waste time pretty well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And let's think about something. I mean, movies, TV shows. Uh, you seen any good movies this week? Marge, saying anything good? I'm trying to think. Um, no. no. No, there's nothing good. I see. I mean, we had a uh, quite a few sessions this week. We had the uh, session on Thursday. Then on Friday, we had the Patreon session. Then we had a meeting with Jorge Cervantes yesterday. So you know, we've already talked like loads of stuff already this week <laughs> about all yes. the crappy movies and all of that shit. You know, we've already got all the controversy out of the way. You know what I mean? Let's see, we did Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Did we do Wednesday? No, I don't think we did did. Wednesday. I know we did it five five sessions this week. So, yeah, it's been a long one. It's been a busy week for sure, man. And that's it. All the shit has already been chatted, I'm afraid, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Walking Dead by with Daryl Dixon is crap. I need to see that. No spoilers yet. No spoilers. Yeah, I've got to check that out. I wonder if it's any good. Um, yeah, but The Boys is a good TV show. I mentioned that the other day. If you check that out, The Boys, and they've got a new uh, spin-off called Gen V, which uh, might be might be good. I'm going to check that out as well. But yeah, still still lots of good TV shows out there and movies that I haven't seen. Yeah, well, at least the uh, American writers' strike, uh, TV writers' strike, is gone at least. So maybe we'll start Where's getting that? some some new TV shows finally. Cool. Well, no, they'll, they'll be, be good, but they'll be new. You know. They'll be revamped from old stories. Probably. That's yeah, what most know. of it is anyway. I mean, come on. Fucking what you need writers for anyway. They're doing a shit job. Just saying, writers. <laughs> Fuck you, oh. know. Just saying. Okay. One more strike, Mackie. That's it. Yeah. One more. Bam. Yeah. YouTube just got us another Let's one. go on strike so they pay us more money for revamping what was already a classic movie. You should have left it alone. All right. Yeah, let's just, remake just it saying. for the fifth time. This time we'll do it with yeah. whatever, you know? Fucking don't get me started, monkey. <laughs> Jesus. What about those little aliens mummies? Did you see those? <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking fake. Come on, man. That, that, that shit's, uh, it's funny. It's funny. So they keep just throwing this, um, this alien crap up to distract us from everything else that's going on and every time it's like yeah i look at these aliens and it's like no i want to see the uh the epstein client list please can we see that right. we've been asking for that for but, many years but look aliens always an interesting conspiracy theory that one you know i mean you, yeah. it's like it's the one that everybody believes you know jeffrey epstein clearly did not kill himself they there was motive to get rid of him and they fucking did it Clinton sided is what it's called. But anyway, that's a different show altogether, isn't it? That's a different show altogether. Can't go on the conspiracies too early. We have to wait until <laughs> later on. Uh, so I think we should, we really, that was uh, like five minutes of shit chatted there. I think that that works. I think we're good. I think we can yeah, go on to, sure. to the news now, right? Everybody got their fix of bullshit. We got it. There you go. We can do so, that. <laughs> let's do it. What about the guy who shot Tupac? Phil, we're trying to move on with the news, bro. We keep trying to distract us for Phil. Gosh, you're out of control. Right? Gosh. We're trying to be professional here. 
You know, Tupac ain't dead, you know, tight tackle. We, 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 we're trying to stay <laughs> focused here. This is not conspiracy day. All right. <laughs> Tupac's yeah, over with. Sure. Tupac's mm-hmm. hanging out with Elvis right now, man. That's they, right. They're doing fine. That's right. So anyway, this week's cannabis news and events, rather than a random conspiracy theory, we, we, got, a, we got a few good stories to be covering here. Is We got one in from a listener. Do you want to do that one first, Monkey? Uh, from. Sure. RU25 Co. was the I don't know how to properly pronounce that username, but that's so we'll take out. a look at take a look at this one. Um, this one comes out of uh, the UK, Scotland, to be exact. It says uh, UK's first consumption room for illegal drugs given go ahead. Now I love the way they put that in there in the title, illegal drugs. But you know it is what it is. They're going to call it what they call it. The UK's first official consumption room for illegal drugs, including heroin and cocaine, has been approved by authorities in Glasgow. Glasgow. The- Glasgow. Glasgow. Okay, I'm sorry. Glasgow. <laughs> yeah, Glasgow. <laughs> you have to say it right, otherwise there'll be trouble. They're, they they uh, get angry easy, these guys from Glasgow. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> it's not a cow, it's a coat. Okay. Yeah. The, the facility is backed by the Scottish government as a way to tackle the country's drug crisis, death crises. The pilot scheme will be based at a health center in east end of Glasgow, right? Glasgow? Glasgow. 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 Go, go, go. Red team, go. Red team. (laughs) You know, Glasgow. Glasgow. (laughs) It will see users take their own drugs under the supervision of trained health professionals. Glasgow's integration uh, joint board. I love it, a joint board. Uh, which brings you know together what I'm <laughs> NHS and council officials ratified the plans at an online meeting on Wednesday morning. It's hoped that the project funded by the Scottish government will be opened next summer and will run for an initial three years at, a, at an initial total cost of seven million pounds sterling. Okay, mm. Dr. Sackett Padashri, and I nice. just butchered nice that one horribly. Priyadashi. Uh, yeah, to go. Good, good enough. Associate Metal Director of Glasgow Drug and Alcohol Recovery Services told the gathering the project would reduce drug-related harms for individuals as well as providing them with opportunities for treatment, care, and recovery. A report on the facility prepared by individuals from the NHS and Glasgow City Council said it's aimed to tackle a problem of approximately five, four to 500 people injecting drugs in public places in Glasgow City Center on a regular basis. The idea has been discussed for years, but is able to go ahead now that's after Scotland's senior law officers said it would not be pro- they would not prosecute individuals for possessing illegal drugs while at the facility. Isn't that awful nice? We're going to give you a place to use your drugs and we're not going to prosecute you. That's the only way it's going to work, people, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so anyway, the guidance issued to, to prosecutors by Lord Advocate Dorothy Bain Casey earlier this month stated it would not be in the public interest to bring proceedings in such cases. Uh, the Glasgow Consumption Room would be based at a Hunter Street, based at Hunter Street in the east end of the city alongside a clinic where 23 long-term drug users are currently prescribed pharmaceutical heroin. Jade, 33 years old, a drug user in the east end described, uh, described it as a brilliant idea and would make a massive, massive difference. She told the BBC, that she has used heroin and cocaine to block out trauma from her past and has witnessed many loved ones dying as a result of of addiction. My ex-partner died of drugs. My dad has died. He was an addict. My sister passed away and a lot of my friends have passed away, she said. 
Users will be able to inject drugs at the Glasgow facility, from, uh, but a proposal for a room where they can smoke illegal substances has been removed from the original plans. Uh, the doctor said it was because the illegal uh, issues uh, posed by the Scottish anti-smoking legislations, as well as technical challenges with ventilation and filtration. So you can't smoke your meth, you can't smoke your weed, you can't smoke your crack. Maybe it's something we can add it a later, uh, later in due course as we move forward, he said. Cecilia Lone, labor uh, counselor for the Colton Ward, where the facility is located, told the board meeting that there were some concerns in the community about the plans. If we don't take the, uh, we don't take the community with us, it's leaving us open to fail because we will be stigmatized, she, was told, she told the meeting. Suzanne Mylar, Chief Officer of Glasgow's Health and Service, Health and Social Care Partnership said the engagement would begin immediately with the initial community meeting scheduled for Thursday. She promised clear mechanisms for quickly sorting out any issues that might arise. Okay, there's no single answer. The consumption room is part of a wider move by Scottish government to tackle a crisis which is claiming more lives per head than anywhere else in Europe. Drug deaths wow. peaked at 1,339 in 2020 before, before falling slightly in 2021 and then dropping by a fifth in 2022 to 1,051. Since then, preliminary figures suggest they have begun to creep up again. The consumption room plans is supported by Scottish National Party, Labour and Liberal Democrat politicians, but the UK Home Office insists there's no safe way to take illegal drugs. That position is shared by Anne-Marie Ward, Chief Executive of the charity Faces and Voices of Recovery UK, which helped draft the Right to Recovery Bill tabled last year by the Scottish Conservatives. Ms. Ward said that the Scottish National Party, uh, SNP, was playing politics and called for Westminster to amend the, 20, the uh, 1971 Misuse of Drug Acts to decriminalize possession of drugs, a move rejected by the UK government. Instead, she said the Scottish government would be focusing not just on harm reduction, but also on treatment, prevention, dissuasion, and reintegration of users into society. They are stoking a, a constitutional debate about independence, unfortunately, and that's at the cost of people's lives. SNP ministers deny that's the case. Last week, Elena Whitman, Minister for Drugs and Alcohol Policy, told the Scottish Parliament the war on drugs is over. No one won, and the main casualties were organized, were not organized criminals, but the poorest and most vulnerable people in society. We know that Scotland is, as a, as a nation, needs to do something different. Within the confines of the law, Scotland Police is going to be part of that, working in partnership. Said the, the Department Chief Con Consular Malcolm Graham, head of polit local policing at local uh, Scotland Police. He insisted the force would continue to crack down on drug dealers, but added that the supply was only part of the problem. We need to tackle the demand, and we also need to tackle the harm, said Mr. Graham, adding, there's no single answer to this problem that our nation faces. Scottish Tory health spokesperson, Dr. Sandlish Gihan, said that he was happy for the pilot and, uh, and to be considered as a range of measures to tackle drug deaths, but he added the party still has serious reservations about how effective drug consumption rooms will be in reality.
the MSP said the facility should not be seen as a silver bullet to tackle the crisis. He called on the government to back the Tory right to recovery bill, which would enshrine a law access and treatment for those struggling with drug uh, sorry, drug addiction. So this is mm -hmm. uh, sounds like a decent move here, at least a, a, a decent first move, but it's got its hands tied quite a bit here. Only thing you can do in this room is, from what I'm hearing here, is inject your inject your medicine. You can't mm -hmm. do anything else. Uh, so that's going to severely limit it, but I guess that is a start. It's a start, mm -hmm. yeah, because we have the smoking law. Like, There's a smoking ban in the UK where you can't smoke indoors, so that's going to mean tobacco or anything else, you know. There's uh, mm -hmm. rules that we have to go outside and all that shit. So that's just going to be that rule carrying over to other substances that are not tobacco. But uh, it's a bit of a shit way to go because you can't sort out ventilation. Fucking get some ventilation then. But you, this is costing seven million over three years. You can afford right. a fucking extractor. Just saying, <laughs> you know. Right. So there, are, there are ways around this. It's just I think they just like to find problems sometimes, and it's it's one of those. It's difficult to say whether this is a good thing or not. I, I think overall for society, it is going to be a good thing to take people struggling with uh, these different drug addictions off the street and give them a safe place to consume rather than just being unconscious, laying in the fucking gutter with a needle in their arm. It's a bit of an exaggeration. Mm -hmm. That doesn't really happen very often. But, you know, it can happen. So these people need a safe place to consume their drugs, and they also need safe needles and shit as well rather That's than just reusing exactly ones, right. you know. So it's, it's again, when we come to these drug laws and most laws in the UK, you know, it's about safety of the consumer. And this is what this is essentially doing, ensuring that the people who are consuming the consuming these drugs are safer. And that's mm. what you have to be thinking of at the end of the day, because regardless of whether these rooms are here or not, the, this consumption is still going to be taking place. So you have yeah. to give them a safe place for them to do it. But I see, I love the, the statement in here, the war on drugs is over and nobody won. You know, we all need to be saying that right now. It didn't work. Mm -hmm. and, and if you, you know, oh, we just need to fight well, hard and out. That's not going to work either. People did win, man. There's people out there with millions now because they were involved with illegal activity because of the uh, war on drugs. You know, these big gangsters, these guys with uh, involved in organized crime at the top. There's been many people who have lost, but there has definitely been winners in this as well. And, yeah, you know, there, there's people who benefit from drugs being illegal for sure. Mm -hmm. and, and they are the winners, man. There's, it's just bad laws all around mm -hmm. that have brought us to this position. Yeah, I would also, it would be nice if, if these users could have a way to test safety of what they're using too, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can bring your illegal substances in here and consume them, but it'd be nice if there was a way just to do a quick check, make sure it ain't poison. Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. they don't have any testing available, eh? Because that would be pretty useful for people. Yeah, It wasn't I mean, mentioned in the article, so I don't really know. Mm -hmm. And yeah. testing but is important because what's going to stop anyone, who, anybody who has gone bought the drugs off the streets and they are contaminated with something like fentanyl and then mm -hmm. they go and inject it in one of these safe rooms, but they die anyway. Mm -hmm. like, right. You know, who's who's at fault then? You know, yeah. it's uh, there's lawsuits waiting to happen if this isn't uh, worked with properly. But need to properly legalize and regulate these drugs, man, so people don't have to get them off the streets. You know, that's the way it goes. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I can only speak for everybody in, in the area that I live. You know, I live in a very conservative area in the deep south. And down here, people still have the opinion that if you legalize cannabis, and I'm only going to use cannabis because that's what we're usually about right here. If you legalize mm -hmm. cannabis, it's just going to make everybody get harder drugs. And it's hard as heck to convince these people that you don't get harder drugs from a legal dispensary. Mm -hmm. It's just right. like keep banging in their heads, you know, yes, there are other substances out there, but if you legalize something, it's no longer illegal and you're not going it, to, it, it stops the, uh, what do they say? The, uh, gateway syn syndrome. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. You have rooms like this in Canada already, Marge, do you, in some cities? Yeah, we do. Actually, there's one in my city. Right. And, and what's, uh, what's it like? Um, I mean, obviously it's helping people because again, they have access to clean needles, which is going to reduce, you know, disease and stuff. Hep C mm -hmm. is a big one, I think, among in mm -hmm. intravenous drug users. Mm -hmm. it, but I don't necessarily see it reducing the number of people using drugs out in the open elsewhere in the city, not even that far away. So All I don't right. know if it's just, I mean, if somebody wants help, then there's definitely access to services through that safe injection site. But yeah, there's you have to want to use the service and interact mm -hmm. with the people who are running those services too. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean that all the people who are using drugs want that. And there's mm -hmm. definitely like in the downtown area, there's a big drug problem for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a great point though. Yeah. Great, <laughs> great point for it to work. Somebody's going to have to want to use it and you know, you can't yeah. force people into it. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, because yeah, a lot it, of it? Like, drugs Sorry, and mental it. health issues co go hand in hand too, yeah, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's just one of those. Isn't it? We can all be happy with this taking place, but it's you have to put yourself in the perspective of the people who live in that area too. Would you be comfortable with an establishment like this being on your street? You know, the NIMBYs, not in my backyard. You know, it's uh, one of those, man. It's a difficult thing to make everybody happy with a situation like this. Overall, it's a good thing. It takes uh, people who are at risk off the streets and give them a safe way to consume a drug and possibly find help to make sure that they're not addicted to it anymore. But, you know, would you, you know, and then it's just going to have these people collectively around a particular place as well. So if you live in that area, it's going to bring down mm -hmm. property prices. It's going to have an effect on the community in, in detrimental ways in, in some places. So it's, it's a difficult one. Man. It's a, you have to find the right balance that suits everybody. Yep. So locating where you locate this place is mm -hmm. going to be of prime importance then. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's a difficult one to figure out, but you know, the saving lives is the right way to go in whichever direction you take. That's what you want to do the most and it? It save people's lives. So I think this is a step in the right direction. You yeah. just have to do it properly. Mm. By all means, it's, it's a step in the right direction. And yeah, uh, Har harass the people as little as you have to you know what i'm saying this is an open door it's a free space it's a safe space mm -hmm. go in and use it and and hopefully it becomes more popular but but like marge says you know she said in her area that there are people that are still using drugs even you know within you know very close proximity to to the consumption room some people mm -hmm. are just they're always going to be afraid of the government always mm -hmm. no right. matter what yeah i'm one of those yeah. yeah. Would you go to consumption them. room? Oh, it's legal. Just come on in here. Bring your illegal <laughs> substances in here. We won't mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Although I imagine word travels. Position. I imagine mm. word travels pretty quickly within that community too, right? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Making use of the of those services, then 
other people will find out pretty quickly that they're not going to get uh, arrested or anything like that for being there. It's just what mm-hmm. people who are addicted to drugs are not addicted to those drugs on purpose. You know, they found themselves there one day right. and yeah. eventually they're going to need help to get out of that situation. You know, it's good that mm-hmm. the help's there when they need it. But unfortunately, it's one of those things that you can't force people to not be addicted to drugs at some point in their lives they're going to realize that if i don't change my ways then this is going to kill me and they hopefully head in the right direction and try try to you know find help to stop the addiction but some people don't ever get there unfortunately you know they don't live very long they are more they're more susceptible to disease and and just other crimes Mm -hmm. It's, it's bad man but it's just one of those things you can't force somebody to give up drugs. I don't think it's, but you know, as soon as they leave, they're just going out again and going back to the drugs in the first place. So it's, it's a really complex issue. This one is, but I do feel, feel yeah. as if it is a step in the right direction to at least have somewhere where people can consume safely and find yeah. help if they need it. It's it seems like in the UK, the Scottish government seems to be a little bit more progressive with these, with these type of things is what well, I'm Scotland, reading. Scotland's had a problem with uh, drugs for a while, especially in Glasgow. The Glasgow is well known for uh, having mm-hmm. lots of drug problems, man. So okay. hopefully it's, you know, it's, it solves some of the problems, you know, even if it just solves a few of them, it's better than leaving it to just fester the way it does, you know? True. Mm-hmm. you got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. So let's see how this goes, man. Let's see if it improves things. I'm sure if it does, we'll hear about it. Fingers yeah. crossed. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. That's it. And good luck. And, you know, there is uh, numbers here as well at the end. Uh, if anybody is struggling with their drug addiction and things like that, then you can uh, find help. Uh, firstly, affected by this issue, you can get in touch by email. Have your say at bbc.co.uk. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, you're not alone, man. There is help out there if you want to quit any of those very addictive drugs that are very detrimental when you do take them. Mm-hmm. But good luck. Uh, we have other news stories. What else we got? Should we find something lighthearted here? Uh... <laughs> A little palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you want to do your one, Marge? You, we can go on to yours next. Yeah, sure. If you like. This is an article from Stratcam measuring cannabis use among young Canadians before and after legalization. So there's a new study or a new survey of cannabis users in Canada shows that legalization lowered usage rates among some and increased for others, despite concerns that cannabis legalization in Canada would cause an increase in cannabis use. A new study says rates of use among high-risk adults showed an overall decrease in the first few years of legalization. Those who reported never using cannabis before legalization didn't show significant increases after legalization. Many who reported high rates of cannabis use prior to legalization reported consuming less in the years after. In contrast, some who initially reported using cannabis infrequently prior to legalization increased their post or their use post-legalization. The new study from researchers in Canada and the U.S. looked at rates of reported cannabis use among high-risk adults in Ontario, Canada, aged 19.5. That's oddly specific, to 23 years of age. More than 600 participants who satisfied specific criteria for substance use were surveyed every four months for the three years between February 2017 and February 2020, with three surveys conducted pre-legalization and afterwards. The data was analyzed from March to May of 2023. 
those surveyed of those surveyed people who reported using cannabis frequently prior to can cannabis being legalized showed significant reductions in use and consequences over time. The report notes that this likely reflects an aging out pattern for younger users who use cannabis less as they get older. It also highlights no significant negative outcomes regarding cannabis use or associated harms within the group connected to legalization. While some increased and some use decreased following legalization, occasional use was mo the most commonly reported or category before legalization and no use was the most commonly reported category afterwards. The occasional cannabis use category showed the most change. Only 83, 83 of 207 who reported occasional use prior reported the same following legalization. So nothing really changed. Another 66 of those switched to reporting no use, while 47 increased to regular use. Despite this relatively positive news, the study also cautions that some participants did exhibit notable increases in the frequency of cannabis use, and that the majority of those who reported frequent use of cannabis prior to legalization reported no decrease following it noting that the determinants of escalation and persistence of high-frequency cannabis use in young adults warrants further examination. This study also highlights that cannabis use pre-legalization in Canada was fairly normalized, meaning that legalization itself may have had little impact on public perception of any potential risks. More than half, 346, of those surveyed identified as female, while 273 identified as male. The mean age was just over 21 years of age and with about half holding a bachelor's degree or higher. And there you have it. What happened right. before legalization? The sky didn't fall, but at the same time, most Canadians were ready for legalization when it finally came. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. so there's pretty much been no change. Is that what they're saying? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they're finding like anybody, like once legalization hit, that there were huge groups of people who were suddenly like, you know, consuming obscene amounts of cannabis all of a sudden. Like, you know, people mm -hmm. went from moderate use to sort of a little bit more than moderate use. Like, I just read off a whole bunch of stats, I realized. But yeah, it wasn't, it doesn't sound like there was anything really significant that happened once cannabis was legalized in Canada, including so negative outcomes. Yeah, so all the kids didn't just run out and get weed from everywhere. No. Just wandering the streets <laughs> naked because they were so high on devil cannabis. No. And mm. people who were reporting like occasional or, you know, no use weren't also like suddenly like, give me all the weed. <laughs> so. <laughs> but but that, that is a strange thing there from age 19.5 to 23 years. You know, if you took that down to 18, would the stats be completely different? Uh, you know, uh, is, is that uh, why they've done that? Well, 19.5, I mean, that's the legal age here to, in most provinces to consume. 19 and a half. Cannabis, well, 19. I don't know why they did 19 and a half. Oh, that's just random, 19. Too okay. specific, but... <laughs> Warming up to it, aren't they? You know? Yeah. They give <laughs> as soon as they yeah, turn 19, you know, just give, letting them warm exactly. up. Exactly. That's a 19th birthday to... wilding that let you have that. They don't want to count that in statistics. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. Yeah, they wanted you to be able to legally use cannabis for at least half a year before you're reporting on it, I guess. And so. be normal again, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, everybody wants to get past the age of 19. They're like, fuck yeah, I smoke. You know? <laughs> so it massively alters it when everybody is on it. And then after a year, some people will be like, yeah, I used to. I did for a bit, but yeah, I don't like it too much. It's not for me. You know? Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. It's just strange how that was a specific number of 19.5 to 23 years.
Yeah, yeah, they were obviously following like a certain category, age category. It was interesting too that they talked about the aging out of cannabis because there probably are a lot of kids who are using, well, kids, young adults, if you will, but um, cannabis maybe as teenagers and as they get older, some people just kind of naturally smoke less weed. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I find that that is uh, the way for a lot of people is the, but it's, you know, you just smoke less when you get older, you know, you, yeah. you start to worry about your health more. Uh, you work right. more hours, so you smoke less. You know, you just and you, you're not going out all the time, just getting wasted with your friends to have a good time. You know, you, you've got other responsibilities to be dealing with. So it it is like a just standard that as people get older, they consume less of everything other than whiskey. You drink more whiskey as you get older, <laughs> and brandy. Yeah. You know, the spirits, whiskey and brandy, or wine. <laughs> the world according to Mackie. There you go. Yeah, this is the perspective on it of an Englishman. Exactly. Okay. Right. This, is, this is how it is over here. But yeah, man. It's, uh, uh, it's there's also the idea too, because there's always there's obviously a lot of countries around the world who are considering legalizing cannabis, and mm -hmm. you could take a, a survey like this. I mean, a, a survey is obviously a lot different than other ways of doing a study, but um, there was no major consequences to legalization as far as young people smoking weed, from the sounds of it. Mm -hmm. So, because they're always just like, but what about the children? In all these other places that are like, yeah, studies suggest that the children are fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the children yeah. say they're fine. Yeah, exactly. Mm hmm. Yeah, good. Well, so, you know, it's something. It's something. It, mm -hmm. But it still won't be used. You know, the UK government won't look at this study and be like, <laughs> oh, look, look, it is actually okay. You know, it, it's just one of those things. And they like to pick and choose which studies actually agree with their narrative. I find. Mm -hmm. but, uh, right. Does it say who did the study as well? A new survey of cannabis use. Uh, uh, it doesn't say who actually run the study, did it? No. Yeah. I mean, it was done in Canada, but it said they looked, it was researchers from Canada and the States. Mm -hmm. They don't say. There you go. Interesting to find out, man. It's good that these studies are being done. Oh. Mm hmm. What's, what's these next news articles do we have here? Uh, that's some good news from California. I think we'll cover that one. Uh, this is uh, the, the headline, everybody, of this news article here. California set to pass Amsterdam-style law, which will allow cannabis cafes to open across the state. So that's fucking good news. Huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, well, it's good news for California. It's not good news for Amsterdam because, you know, people can... Go to Amsterdam and enjoy this kind of nightlife where you can just relax in, in the coffee shops and enjoy cannabis. And there's not really a place in the States where this is allowed yet, is it, Monkey? There's no consumption lounges in the States. You have dispensaries. Well, there are at some in New states, York um, now. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Las Vegas, too, is opening. Okay. But there's yeah. one in California? Not that mm. I know of. Uh, there there are cannabis cafes. I know they opened one in L.A., um, some... some uh, Rock celebrities opened opened it together. I think. Mm -hmm. Who did? Mm -hmm. Where does um? Doesn't Woody Harrelson have a cannabis consumption lounge of some kind somewhere in California? It's possible. I don't really know. I know Miley Cyrus was was involved with the opening of the cannabis cafe that was there, um, with some other people. But yeah. I'm not really up on on all of that stuff, you know. But they're hard to come by. The laws are really. Mm -hmm gray areas but i'm really glad if, if they're actually going to make this legal and easy for people to open it it's a great idea mm -hmm. well mm -hmm. that'll remain to be seen <laughs> yeah yeah see how it goes and it? it says here 
California is on the brink of bringing in an Amsterdam-style law which will allow cannabis cafes and coffee shops to open across the state. Campaigners say it will reduce black market sales and boost legitimate business. Recreational cannabis has been legal in California since 2016 and purchases are made through dispensaries with products generally smoked in a private building or outside. So, you know, people taking it home or just smoking it outside or uh, as they roam the streets. Uh, but the but that could all change if California's governor, Gavin Newsom, passes this legislation. Uh, and he probably really is quite a liberal guy, isn't he, uh, Gavin Newsom? I don't uh, yeah, see why they would stop this from happening. Uh, Matt Haney, the San Francisco Assembly member who wrote the bill, says if it is approved, it will increase tax revenues by reducing illegal sales. We've seen from places like Amsterdam and others around, other places around the world that people want to consume cannabis with their friends socially, safely and legally, he told Sky News. Right now, they're prohibited from doing that. And that's a huge missed opportunity for the industry and for the residents of our state who want to build this culture and bring in tourism. Exactly that. You know, that's uh, it's well put. You know, it's uh, people want to just chill with their fucking friends. You can do it when you go to the pub and drink alcohol, you know, drink too much and be sick all over the fucking floor and shit. You know, you're allowed to do that. You should be allowed to do the same thing with cannabis. You get sick it's all a, over the floor. Yeah, yeah. That's part of the experience too, <laughs> no. man. Everybody does it once. All right. No. <laughs> uh, he says here, Mr. Haney's office claimed that legal sales of cannabis in California reached $4 billion in 2020, but that black market sales were estimated to be more than $8 billion. So, you know, oh. quick maths, that's double. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at the moment, dispensaries can't sell food. They can't sell non-alcoholic drinks, Mr. Haney added. And that, along with a lot of other regulations and a lot of taxes, is making it very hard for these legal licensed small businesses to be successful in our state. Uh, it means the legal cannabis industry is growing at a very slow rate, while a legal market for growing is, is growing very rapidly. So, yeah, the, uh, it just seems to be still the same old ways, you know, because the laws are so restrictive. It's easier to just go to the black market and get cannabis the way we used to get it. Just go around your mate Trevor's house and get what you need and you sort it. You know what I mean? And then it's not being taxed, so it's much cheaper. You know what? Between 20 and 30% cheaper. The quality is about the same, maybe even better than what you can buy from the legal market because of all the restrictions around the place. It's a joke, man. Uh this article article continues at the artist tree dispensary in cannabis lounge in West Hollywood. You'd be forgiven for thinking that cannabis cafe law had already been passed. So yeah, there is uh, some places out there. People sit at tables, eat huge bowls of salad while waiters move between them, serving cups of coffee and cannabis cocktails. We have had to work around the law, say sky fairman lounge manager at the artist tree. Uh, all of this food is from off-site, but I'm expected to see more places like this popping up. Up until now, it's still taboo to smoke anywhere outside of your home. So to do it in an open setting where you have something like food next to it is making a little bit more normalized, making it a little bit more normalized. Uh, I've seen people from the age of my father, who is 89, use cannabis for different reasons. The cannabis industry is worth more than £5 billion a year in California, but advocates from 
the American Cancer Society opposed people smoking cannabis in public places. Fuck you, you cheap <laughs> bastards. Mind your business. You know, this article continues just a little bit more. Might as well finish this off. Autumn Ogden Smith, a legislative director of the American Cancer Association, sorry, the American Cancer Society Cancer Action Network, is urging Governor Newsom to veto the legislation. The issue is people see this as a fun, new recreational thing. They see it like alcohol, says Miss Ogden Smith. They think this is just something harmless that we can do, that we can go do it does not impact anyone else. But it does impact other people when you are smoking it. The people who are working in the restaurant who didn't necessarily sign up to smoke weed are now having the impacts of secondhand smoke, which is a valid concern. Uh, despite yes, the resistance, I would say though, there's ways not... around it. Yeah, I think well, I mean, like got... if you if you're working at a cannabis cafe, you literally did kind of sign up to, to exactly. You, you knew when you signed up there, yeah. people were smoking cannabis in that location. It's not like, oh, by the way, today we're going to allow cannabis smoke. No, yeah, surprise. Mm-hmm. It's like you're working at a fucking rock venue and being like, the music's too loud. Exactly. Go yeah. working at a cigar store and saying they're smoking cigars in here. That's mm. Right. It's what it happens. Says, uh, just to finish this bit here, despite the resistance, the California governor is expected by people familiar with the laws to pass the bill in the next few days. It would come into effect on the 1st of January next year. So this. Yeah, they don't even make sense. They're like, the issue is that people see this as a fun new recreational thing. I mean, legal weed has been around in California mm-hmm. for how long? Mm-hmm. It's not no. some new fun recreational thing and maybe it is like alcohol where you can go and consume it publicly at a venue and yet these are you know the cancer society and all this against cannabis and it's like you need to flip the fucking tables and see what evidence there is for people who use cannabis to treat cancer and you know people who use cannabis to help with the symptoms given to them by chemotherapy and things like that i don't think that it's a it's a good thing for these cancer associations to be so anti-cannabis. They need to be involved in it a little bit more into their research. Well, uh, right. they're, they're anti-smoking cannabis, not really so much anti-cannabis. They're, they're, mm-hmm. uh, opposition here was they're going to be in there smoking it. I wonder if, if, yeah. if the place would say, okay, we're only going to allow a uh, whole herb vape in here. Oh, would drinks, they be opposed yeah. to that? Would they be opposed mm-hmm. to that? I don't know. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I, I still think it's it's a good idea. Yet uh, the article is going to have to give you their side of the, the story. It's just it's always going to be there. Why not listen to it? Once we yeah. know that it, it can cause whatever, it's your choice. Yeah, and this is the right direction to be heading in anyway. People want mm-hmm. to consume cannabis and they want to consume cannabis with their friends. And they should have the right to go and consume cannabis with their friends in a public place. It's, you know, right. it's, it's a gap in the market that is needing to be filled. As simple as that. And it's wow. just shocking, but it's taken this long for this to happen. You know, like I would actually be willing to pay a fair price to sit into a lounge and be fairly comfortable and consume cannabis with my friends and, and mm-hmm. allow them to take my money. And I would be willing to do that. You know What's I mean? wrong with this? Like PlayStation 5, you got an Xbox there, you got chess boards, Monopoly uh, boards, you know, mousetrap, all sorts of games you can play. <laughs> music and snacks. Come on now. We're yeah. good. You know, that's the way it should be, man. This mm-hmm. is what we need, and it's good to see that at least they're heading in the right direction. But what the fuck has taken them so long? There needs to be more places like this all over the USA. Wherever it is legal to consume cannabis recreationally, you should have these uh, consumption lounges. It just makes sense. Right. And in Canada, too. Mm-hmm. Come on, yeah. Canada. Anywhere where it's legalized, man. 
you should be having places where people can go and consume it. It's strange that they don't. It's, uh, but it's, I suppose it, the smoking law is a big thing. And they have this kind of thing in Amsterdam where the, the rooms are sealed off now. I haven't been mm-hmm. for a while, so I don't know if it's still the case. But, you know, you, you sit in a particular section, the doors are closed and it's got extraction and stuff to pull out all of the smoke so it doesn't really get into the rest of the shop and affect members of staff. And if you need anything, you go up to the bar, collect it, and then you go back into the rooms where the smoke is being consumed. So, you know, there's ways around this stuff. They're just making it more difficult than necessary. But I think it is the right way for people to be heading in. Mm-hmm. I agree. Good good, uh, good news, I think, for California. Let's see if the law gets passed. And if so, what kind of uh, what kind of lounges they're going to have? It's like cannabis. Uh, California is going to be the new cannabis mecca. This is where people are going to be traveling to, to, to go and chill rather than Amsterdam. Nice. There's lots of cool places in California. It's just a really long way away. You know? It is. Even for <laughs> it's me, far. it's long ways it's away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really long for you, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's 45 minutes to get to Amsterdam. It's like probably 10 hours to get to California. Hmm. That's a bit much. But, <laughs> and more than that. Yeah, probably, maybe more 12. I don't even know. It's a, it's a long journey. It's a long journey. But it'd be worth it. I, I like the look of California. You know, it's one of those nice places to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. I would like to visit California. Mm-hmm. But we have more news. Yes, still more news articles to get to. We have um, one which has been sent to us a couple of times this week from, uh, yeah. you know, different members have been sending it to us. You want to cover that one, Monkey? Yeah, it's just a kind of a fun story here. Uh, okay, sheep binge on three, 600 pounds of pot. They found green stuff to eat. Now, some articles say 100 kilos, some say 600 pounds. Let's just say a large quantity of, of weed, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've been very bad. Oh, my God. That's, <laughs> that's just, that's just, that's just bad. Bad. <laughs> bad sheep. They've been nearly as bad as that uh-huh. joke was, monkey. Very nice. Very nice. Hey, it's in the article. I just repeated it, you know. Hey. Oh, really? Oh, is yeah. It wasn't even original? Oh, it that's wasn't. lame. Oh, oh that's fuck. lame. Ouch. Ouch. Okay. A flock of sheep near the town of Almarus in Thessaly, Greece, broke into a greenhouse and devoured 600 pounds of medical cannabis, reported Newsweek. The sheep were seeking refuge from a flooding after the aftermath of Storm Daniel. The storm hit parts of the A central- likely story. <laughs> well, wait a minute now. <laughs> likely story? I think just the door was open. Coming in you here. Know, I was just trying to get out of the rain. Honest. <laughs> yeah, really. It's just the rain. The storm hit parts uh, of the central and eastern Mediterranean, leading to extreme flooding in Libya, as well as Turkey, Bulgaria, and Greece, according to the World Meteorological Association. In spite of floodwaters, the sheep appeared to have found greener pastures, although the sheep were unable to pull the wool over their shepherd's eyes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Shepherd said that after consuming Mary Jane, the sheep started exhibiting jumping higher than goats, which is highly unusual. You know, jumping higher than goats. I'm surprised they didn't highlight that. Are they going to get every pun in this one? Jesus. <laughs> I know. I think that's what they're going for. Really? How many puns can we land in this one? <laughs> the, the owner of the legal cannabis plant was dumbfounded by the event. I don't know if it's for laughing or crying. We've had the heat. We lose a lot of production. We've had floods. We lose the rest. And at the best, after all this, a herd of sheep which I don't know how, how to get it back, into the facility and started eating what was left. Oh, God. I don't that's, know what to say, honestly. 
the farm owner, Yanis Borg. Oh, God. You're, you're worse than me at this now, monkey. Borg, Borg, <laughs> I'm sorry. The farm owner, okay, told a local radio producer they found green stuff to eat, jumping higher than goats, which never happens. We just look, just, uh, just to quickly add here, if you look on the screen, everybody, you can see a fucking sheep right there that is high as fuck. <laughs> Possibly even higher than Marge was on that post she put up. Last <laughs> I, I got to see the eyes on that sheep then. Wait a minute now. I've you can't see the eyes on that, that sheep. That's the thing. That sheep is stoned. Shit. I bet he's got cotton mouth. <laughs> no more like wool mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh God. More puns. Exactly. So cannabis, <laughs> cannabis poisoning among dogs is on the rise, especially in the U.S. There was an 11% uptick in cases last year and a 300% increase in the last five years. Ever since Potts dispensaries have opened in New York City, dogs have been poisoned after sucking up stoners, stray joints, and edibles. Damn. Crazy stuff, man. So yeah, sheep can get high, and they like like the weed. And a lot of people have been speculating over, you know, would the sheep really get high eating raw cannabis and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. And I think we found out there's a lot of different ways to get high on weed. First of all, some animals can get high on raw cannabis. They don't have to decarboxylate it. We found that out. Right. I'm not going to give you an exact answer of which ones that is because I'm not a veterinarian. I don't know, but we do know that some animals can get high just by eating the raw stuff. So, so there you go. But uh, yeah, also that some people were saying that it's also possible if you eat enough of the raw cannabis, you know, eat, cannabis does have regular THC on it. It's just in very low doses. Right. Well, they ate 600 pounds of it. So, yeah. So maybe you found enough to get yourself <laughs> nice and high right. on the THC and, and the THCA just passed right straight, straight through. No, no it, it, it brings the question of is this sheep now infused with cannabis? <laughs> <laughs> Can we get some infused lamb chop out of this, you know? Mm hmm. Mm, sounds delicious. Know. That poor <laughs> farmer, though, when you hear him talking about like, yeah. You know, they've like extreme heat, lost production and floods. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you can't even make that shit up. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to make expenses at least. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Crazy not for the random herd of sheep that just happened to break into your greenhouse one night. You didn't even say what strain it was or anything like that, did it? No, was it lamb's breath? There, yeah, I see it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Oh, yeah, fun article, man. Fun, you know, it's. I mean, it's a bit shit because you don't want animals getting stoned unnecessarily, or, or maybe they knew exactly what the fuck they were doing and it was like, "Yes, let's get the fuck in here." Like, you know? The door is open. Go. You know what I mean? Damn, I would have followed him. Yeah. <laughs> very cool very cool i mean how many more puns can we put out of this article has anybody in the chat got some there if you've got any uh nice witty remarks regarding this news article here then feel free to post them so we can see them and laugh at ourselves about how funny we all are yeah <laughs> well yeah a few too many puns in this one i think yeah. <laughs> But it's a fun article. You're allowed to it have some, some puns yeah, in, the, uh, in the fun articles. Uh, wait, so we have one more. We're already on the last one, haven't we? We've done all of those. And this was from Medical News Today, where it says, heart health 
how cannabis use disorder may increase cardiovascular disease risk. So, you know, in, in already in just the title of this, you know, how cannabis use disorder may increase the cardiovascular disease risk. And then if it does increase it, how much does it increase it by? But anyway, we'll quickly read through some of this and, and then we can discuss it at the end. Um, some bullet points here. A new study found that adults with cannabis use disorder were about 60% more likely to experience cardiovascular problems. Experts say the findings underline the importance of understanding the mechanisms at play when it comes to cannabis use disorder and cardiovascular disease. With cannabis legislation widespread, experts say it's crucial for people to consult with their doctor to make sure they're using safely and responsibly. Uh, this is the article now. Researchers are reporting that people who have been diagnosed with cannabis use disorder are more likely to develop, to develop cardiovascular disease. In research published today in the medical journal Addiction, researchers analyzed data from five Canadian health databases to assess the risk of cannabis use disorder. In all, researchers said that people who hadn't previously experienced cardiovascular disease, those with cannabis use disorder, were about 60% more likely to experience a heart attack, stroke, or cardiovascular event. Uh, while other findings emphasize the importance of safe and responsible cannabis use, the data comes with caveats, according to experts interviewed, according to an expert interviewed by the Medical Cannabis News Today. Association was higher than expected. Uh, Dr. Anise Baji, I think the name is, uh, a clinical assistant professor in the Department for Psychiatry at the University of Calgary in Canada, which were, was the lead author of the study. He told medical cannabis, to, sorry, he told medical cannabis, I keep saying medical cannabis, it just rolls off the tongue. He told Medical News Today that researchers anticipated an association between cannabis use disorder and adverse cardiovascular events but the magnitude of the increased risk was surprising and hold on for a second because that's kind of like um that doesn't seem like a double-blinded study to me you know where they're expecting to see a particular result and then like oh we were correct we got the result that we was expecting but it's even higher and that just doesn't seem like a fair study there's some dodginess in this study in my opinion um, I'll read on anyway. Uh, it's important to be aware of the potential impact of cardiovascular health and to consider moderation and regular health checkups, he emphasized. Additionally, people should be cautious about mixing cannabis with other, other substances such as alcohol as it may amplify the risks. Baji said the findings also point to a further need sorry, a need for further research to better understand the mechanisms at play, adding that he plans to explore other health outcomes related to cannabis use disorder. With cannabis legislation becoming increasingly widespread, Baji says it's more important than ever for policymakers and healthcare providers to have accurate information about the potential risks and benefits, which is true. Of course, that's what we want to see. Mm -hmm. You know, the more we know, the better. Uh, addressing cannabis use with a broader context of mental health and substance use is vital for comprehensive care and support for affected individuals, he explained. So uh, yeah, this is quite a long one. All right, not very long, though. I think I can just uh, summarize this last little bit up here. Understanding cannabis use disorder. This is a, you know when you pretty much have a problem with cannabis. And this is something that comes up more than people tend to admit. 
you know, and I had a problem with cannabis use disorder. It's just when you're just smoking too much weed and it's becoming a detriment and it does happen. It's not like you can smoke weed all day, every day, and it not have an effect on your life. You just don't realize it so much. You might be a little bit more antisocial, whether it's the cannabis doing that or the fact that it's illegal, that's up for debate. But, you know, cannabis use disorder does exist. Like people will say cannabis isn't addictive, but then you say you know, for the people who use regularly, you know, the daily users don't smoke for a week and they'll be like, oh, but I won't be able to eat. I won't be able to sleep. You know, I'll be moody and cranky. And, it, you know, that's uh, that's what it means with the whole cannabis use disorder thing. If you don't have it, you're going to be in a different frame of mind. You know, you don't want to be getting to that position. But then uh, that's essentially what cannabis use disorder is. But it can come with uh, health implications as well. It says here. Whilst adults in many states can now easily and legally purchase cannabis, it's important to remember that the substance was almost wholly illegal for much of the past century. That's a, a non-secretor argument, in my opinion. The fact that it was illegal doesn't mean that it was harmful uh, in any fucking way. That just means that we have ignorant governments, so that that doesn't count as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and uh, as we go in with the article, sorry, uh, as such, some of the language and criteria surrounding cannabis is informed by a pre-legalization mindset. Dr. Peter Greenspoon, been on the show many times, good friend of the show, an instructor at Harvard Medical School in Massachusetts and board member of Doctors for Cannabis Regulation, is the author of a book, Seeing Through the Smoke, a Cannabis Specialist Untangles the Truth About Marijuana. He told Medical News Today that the current definition of cannabis use disorder is broken and stems from a punitive mindset that dates back to the war on drugs launched in the early 1970s. To get the diagnosis of cannabis use disorder, you only need to get out of 11 criteria, one of which is tolerance and the other which is withdrawal. He explained, when we discuss addiction to opioids and benzodiazepines, we don't use tolerance or withdrawal as criteria because everyone who takes these substances get tolerance, uh, gets tolerance and withdrawal, and these are not the oh. sufficient to diagnose an addiction, which is a fair point. Of course, it's, it's Dr. That's Peter Grinspoon who knows what the fuck he's talking about. Uh, Grinspoon, uh, Grinspoon said that while people do get addicted to cannabis, most of the harm comes from those with severe addiction, generally defined as continued use despite negative consequences. If you're driving when you're high, uh, this is in quotation marks, by the way, if you're driving when you're high, if you're not able to fulfill your adult responsibilities, if it's affecting your school or your job, then I would say you're addicted, he said, but it has nothing to do with the tolerance and withdrawal as those are just psychological things. So, you know, psychologically addictive, he said that there's lots of addictive things out there. It just, we have to understand that cannabis does have a certain addictive property to it as well. And it doesn't affect everybody, but it does affect some. And I would say that I was addicted to cannabis at some point. And, you know, not, it's not like you're coming off crack or anything like that. You know what I mean? But it, it does right, have an yeah. effect when you stop using it, when you're a long-term everyday user, when you're abused to drug, you know, then it starts to become an issue. And it definitely was an issue for me. But what do you guys think about this? Do you do you, do you think uh, cannabis use disorder is a real thing? Is it detrimental? Or what do you think, Marge? What's your idea on this? Yeah, honestly, I think like anything, any any exogenous substance you introduce into your body, whether it's cannabis or cheeseburgers or sugar, or I don't know, whatever, can mm -hmm. have detrimental effects on some people depending on how it's used. Mm -hmm, it's just mm -hmm. like any, like caffeine. Somebody says in the chat, you yeah, can definitely yeah. consume way too much coffee, sugar. So, yeah, mm -hmm. any of those things. So absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, is is it as likely with uh, like compared to other substances? No, probably yeah. not. Yeah. Mm 
And like you said, the consequences are also of a way lesser extent than, you know, crack Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. some of these other substances that are out there. Yeah. What do you think, Monkey? Well, I mean, there has to be uh, some type of a dependence that people uh, develop on these things. I mean, to me, uh, I think more inexperienced people, newbies who maybe find it for the first time, you know, experience that extreme euphoria of the first kind of hits probably may be in a little bit more of a risk for developing, you know, quickly developing uh, some kind of a, a dependency or addiction to it, if you want, if you will. But even those people, I don't cannabis, my experience, only going to do it because I, I don't know everybody else's experience, mm-hmm. but the the dependency or, or the, the desire or, or the, the yearning to have it, for me at least, it's pretty easy just to kind of blow it off for me. It's like, yeah, it'd be mm-hmm. nice, but if I don't have it, it's like, oh, well, I'll go do something else right now. Yeah. It does, right. you know, it, it's never driven me to the point to where I have to search, search it out and I have to find it today. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I imagine that there are people like that in the world. And if those people are out there, yeah, you probably do need to get some help. But, you know, I think most people are probably like me. It, it's it's a nice thing. It's a great social thing, but you don't freak out if you don't have it. So, yeah. Cannabis mm-hmm. use disorder, yes, it exists, but I think it exists in different levels for different people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just to finish this bit off, it says unpacking the findings on cannabis and the heart health. The study is association associational, uh, which doesn't provide casuality, a point that authors bring up in their research. Still, what could account for nearly 60% increase of cardiovascular disease in people with cannabis disorder? So, uh, still, what could account for it? Uh, one factor may be the fact that combusting or smoking is the most common way to consume cannabis. And as any doctor will tell you, inhaling any kind of smoke is unhealthy. There's no question that combusting products are bad for you and smoking anything is bad for you, says Greenspoon. Uh, you get polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons. You get tar. You get benzene. Cannabis could potentially cause coronary disease, but I just don't think it's really been shown to cause coronary disease except in big associational studies, which could have a million other things explaining the cause and the relationship, which uh, I I think is definitely a factor that needs to be looked into. Another possible factor is the fact that in some people, cannabis use can trigger an anxiety. Uh, The last thing you want to have is an anxiety attack with your heart pumping and your blood pressure high. So I think cannabis can trigger coronary events, but they're really avoidable with proper patient selection and with education, Greenspoon explained. I don't think the kind of heart problems that were demonstrated in the study necessarily had anything to do with cannabis. And to finish this, use cannabis responsibly. Cannabis users should be mindful of the potential health risks associated with cannabis use, particularly if they use it frequently or have developed problematic patterns of use, Baji said. Greenspoon says that cannabis addiction can become a problem which points to a need for dialogue between doctor and patients. I treat people with cannabis addiction and it can be really horrible, but it needs to be treated with skill, empathy and compassion, he said. So, yes, a good article and some good points brought up there from Dr. Grinspoon as well. You know, it's, uh, I, I'm, I tend to agree with him that maybe um, just a, if you, if you use anything too much, it's bad for you. You drink too much water and it will kill you. You know, you have to be really uh-huh. fucking careful with everything. Exactly. But I think there's other things that need to be taken into account here as well. Like people who smoke cannabis might just have a particular lifestyle. You know, maybe they went out and ate 
more junk food, which is going to be causing uh, more problems with the cardiovascular issues. You, you know what I mean? It's not necessarily the cannabis that's causing this. Maybe people using the cannabis and then as a result, doing something else is what's called is causing the cardiovascular disease. Maybe. Or maybe it's just the cannabis when you're smoking it, it speeds up your heart rate. Maybe. But there's one thing that's really bad for you, and it's bad for your cardiovascular system. You get more strokes and higher blood pressure, and that is stress. Stress is the biggest fucking killer mm -hmm. of anything. So if you can just smoke some cannabis and not be so stressed, then it reduces cardiovascular disease as well, right? So there's a fine balance between the two things, and which one is causing the most problems is it's up in the air, in my opinion. But it's definitely an interesting uh, study that's been got going on here. So what, what do you, what do you think, March? Yeah, I think so too. And I think like, like anything when it comes to cannabis, it's so there's so many variations depending on the person. It's mm. like one person can eat a 10 milligram edible and get high and the next person can eat 600 milligrams. So that's why, you know, you just have to sort of mind your use and use it responsibly. And if you think you're starting to develop mm. an issue with it, then there's that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you, when you have a nice relationship with cannabis, uh, because, you know, I, I'm experienced with, with this kind of shit, man. I did have problems with the amount of cannabis I was consuming. I didn't have a good relationship with cannabis just a few years ago, you know, and, and now I've uh, got my head around it. And now I do have control of my cannabis consumption and can take it and leave it whenever I like. I do look back and see that I did have a problem with it back then. I don't anymore, you know. I just want to make sure that everybody's comfortable to just realize that that sometimes you you might have an issue with uh, cannabis use, you know, cannabis use disorder. You know, if it's having a detrimental impact on your life in any way, then you know, just fix it a bit. You know that you need to make changes. I can't tell you whether you need to make changes, and neither can anybody else. You have to make that decision for yourself. And if you think that you are having issues because you consume too much cannabis, consume a little bit less. You can do it. Yeah, yeah. If you need somebody to talk to, come over to Percy's. Log mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. we got a community over there that'll love to talk to you about it. That's right. And we all love cannabis, but, you know, we understand that it does come with problems sometimes as well. And you're not That's alone it. if you do have those issues. Yeah, so uh, some good news articles there, man, and, and some uh, nice fun ones. That nice one about the sheep going out, eat all that shit, a couple of studies. <laughs> and we've got a fucking we got, uh, the consumption lounges in California that's potentially opening up. So, you know, some good things, man, some good things. Heading well, in the see, right direction. That was the start of a Greek consumption lounge with the sheep, see? Yeah, man. Jammy 600, 600 pounds of edibles, man. Yeah. Imagine counting those sheep while you're going to sleep. <laughs> And they, they can jump extra they high <laughs> and they've got these you know their eyes are really closed because they're so stoned and you know jumping over the fucking fence shit <laughs> then the next sheet comes like <laughs> yeah funny funny visuals I like it but just some forum news to quickly hit here before we move on to the smoke break and do some competitions we, uh, we hit 3,000 subscribers on YouTube channel, which is very Ooh. good. That's a nice milestone there, you know? Uh, really? Yeah, no rant. Oh, my God, Arnie. Yeah, I'm sure we had a little bit of a rant. <laughs> you know, no ranting on our 3K subscribers. Don't get me started. It's because I'm fucking so high from that, that spliffer of three days ago. <laughs> You're still high? My God. No, it's a God, good yeah. Fuck. Damn, I, I want to go hit it again because it's tasty as fuck, but I'll probably fall asleep during the grow guides if I did that. I can't do it, you know? So I'll wait until after. When we get to the end of the show, I hit that shit again. Don't worry, everybody. 
yeah. and then we have some competitions today. Well, yeah, the, the 3K subs on YouTube is massive. And thanks to everybody out there who has gone over to the YouTube channel and subscribed and, you know, been part of the show for the last few years. So it's uh, pretty sweet to hit that milestone, man. So thanks to all of you, 3,000 people have subscribed to this channel. Crazy, crazy. But now let's get it to 5K, so share share and of course it's not easy for everybody to share because you know the the content of the channel that we do cover but if you can share it then you know please do so the best way to help the show grow is by letting somebody else know about it if everyone in the audience went out there and told a friend just one friend about the show we can double the audience we have every week you know so get out there and tell people if you can yeah man but it's hard to do you know with the three rules Uh yeah of course of course yeah, you got to think about that. Take that into consideration as well. Always stay safe, uh, no matter what. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we're sending out some higher homegrown slash Percy's Grow Room badges with some stickers. So if you would like some of those, then get in touch. You know, we have some in the States, in, over in Australia. I think, do we have some in Canada yet? We sent a bunch to Marge. I don't know. Nope. Uh, but we can still get them, get them to Canada. Yeah, you've got well, some. And yeah. to clarify, when you say badge, you mean pin, the right? pin, yeah. Yeah, yeah look, your power pin badges. They're really nice fucking badges, man. No, they are. Really I nice. love, I love yeah. pins. Enamel pins. It, For it's anybody just... listening out there, it's just like, I don't want a badge, but you want a pin. It's a hat mm-hmm. pin, lapel pin. Yeah, those yeah. kind of things. Yeah, put them wherever yeah. you want. But yeah, different, just different terminologies for UK versus North yeah. America. That's all it is. Yeah. You can check it out on our Instagram page. So just head over to the Instagram page and, uh, you know, just look through the past pictures and you'll see the, the badges and you'll be like, well, the pins, sorry. And you'll be like, damn, they're real nice. I want some of those. <laughs> So, you know, get in touch. Feel free to give us a shout out if you want to get some badges. And just one more piece of news there from the forum news is uh, we have no show on the 15th of October. Monkey is going to be away watching an eclipse somewhere. Yes. So uh, we decide to have that week off in a couple of weeks. And also, this might be a good time to mention it's Canadian Thanksgiving. So I won't be here next week, which means I'll be gone for two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. <laughs> Wait a minute. Canadian Thanksgiving. Uh, so what time is dinner going to be served? Mac and I will be over. Yeah, we'll be around. We'll be around for our infused turkey. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, she got quiet when we asked that question, Mackie. You noticed that real fast? Yeah. She's like, I don't want these degenerates around my house. Exactly. They need all the food. They smoke all the food. Look how many people I'm going to have to cook for. <laughs> and, and just quickly here, the interviews that we have coming up and over the next few weeks, we've got the 3rd of October. We have Tom Rakes, who is the founder of Seedsman Seeds. He will be on the show on Tuesday this week. Then we have Chilbert joining us on the 5th. See, DJ Short, the cannabis breeder, will be joining us on the 10th of October. Then we have Dr. Ethan Russo, who's joining us on the 12th of October. We have BC Bubbleman on the 17th of October. And then Lizzie Post will be joining us again on the 7th of November. Nice. So that's the interviews we've got lined up. And mm. that's everything. And if you want to see those interviews live, uh, you know, they, we do them live every Tuesday and Thursday, pretty much. And if you're a Patreon then you can watch them live with us, but they're uh, strictly for patrons. So if you want to watch those live, join us on Patreon for as little as $4 and 20 cents a month. Very cheap, very cheap. And uh, yeah. And if not, they'll still be released eventually over time. So you still get access to them. You just, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they get edited and sent out to everybody. But if you want to see them live, feel free to be on Patreon. And that's it.
And there we go, everybody. That's this week's cannabis news and events. I forgot to mention the link to the Patreon at the end there. So if you do want to become a Patreon and get access to all of these interviews that we do live, a huge list of interviews that we have done that haven't been released, and also get access to exclusive competitions for Patreons as well, then all you have to do is head over to patreon.com slash Percy's Grow Room and you'll be able to find everything you need right there. There's four different levels. Take a look and you can become a Patreon for as little as $4.20 a month, which is very cheap for the stuff you get access to. Uh, being a patron is a great way to support the site and the forum. We get to pay for all of the server fees, all of the plugin fees, licensing fees, and all these different things that we have to pay to keep the lights on for the forum and the podcast so become a patron if you can but of course no pressure we just appreciate you being here we appreciate you listening to the show and downloading all the episodes and sharing it with friends if that's something that you are able to do so thanks as always for being here and listening to the show we appreciate it i hope you have a good week stay high and stay safe and we'll catch you on wednesday for the interview have a good one we'll see you then goodbye the split that never ends.